We're live. Uh, we are connected to the net. Uh, this one was hard to watch. This one was... Oh, uh, yeah. Well, say what you were saying before we went... Before we started recording. Um, yeah, I was just... When I watched this movie uh, in when I, six years ago, I didn't think it was that bad. I was like, yeah, there's a couple parts that are really going to get me. And looking back on it, like when I started it today, and man, I was wrong. I couldn't be more wrong in my life. Yeah. Ugh. I, you know, I'd never seen it before. And Taryn has never seen it before either, but she thought she has. She was confused. And man, that's it's di- very difficult to watch. And we're and we're talking about Schindler's List, everybody. I don't know if I said that. Welcome, already, welcome but... to the <laughs> welcome to the review with well, with R and D, yeah, and R, whatever we ended up saying. But uh, uh, yeah, we're we're talking about Schindler's List this week. Icarumba, man, it's man, a doozy. It, you know, it really. I mean, it really makes you appreciate what you got, you know? Yeah. But, um, uh, obviously, I mean, this movie has won a bunch of awards, but just seeing it for yourself, man, it really does a good job at, at just displaying, man, the atrocities. Gosh, so terrible. I'm like still even emotional about it now. Well, I finished it five minutes ago, but uh, gosh, I, I, I think the word that like I kept thinking of to describe the movie as I was watching it was like haunting because yeah. I, I do feel like I'm like that stuff's going to stay that, that imagery, everything about this movie is going to stay with me for a minute. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, talking about just the movie, just for what it is, something about it being black and white, too, I feel like, I don't know, gives it this weird ambiance. Like, if it was in color, I I just don't know if it'd be the same. But, yeah, it gives it that, like, haunting feeling. And you get it right out of the gate, you know? It's... Yeah. And it just escalates and escalates and escalates. And it's almost it's almost like there's no it doesn't have a good ending. Like it does, but I don't know how to describe it. It's like it, yeah. you, you're happy that, you know, he saved all these people's lives. But like it just doesn't it still doesn't feel <laughs> like a win. You know what I mean? Like and it obviously isn't. But man, yeah, I, I think it's. Part, I think it oh. just. Go ahead. Oh, I was just. Gonna, I think it circles back to the fact that like it's a story we don't really want to watch, but like as people that live in like I don't know if we don't learn from our history, we're doomed to repeat it. Definitely. So I think that it's important that we do watch this stuff, and we are, and we do feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt uncomfortable. That's a good way to describe it. And immediately after watching the movie, I was I actually like texted my whole family and I was like, 
I just watched this movie. I'm really appreciative of what we have here. Like, we're all so fucking lucky to be where we're at. And I love all you guys. And it's just like, you just, some movies you watch for good entertainment. You know, we talked about Braveheart last week and that was just, that was just good entertainment. You know, it's got a good story. It's got, get you involved. But there are some movies that they really just, I feel like making you think is the wrong way to put it. But they just really put into perspective a lot. And this movie definitely put a lot into perspective for me. It's like, man, it really, yeah, and I think it gets you. I think it made me feel like I didn't know history. Yeah. Because I watched it and I was like, yeah, I, I read about World War Two, right? We all did the studies in history. And then, like, I watched this movie and it, like, made me sick to my stomach to watch it. Yeah. And it's like, that's never, like, brought, like, that feeling isn't translated into when we learn about it. It's like, oh, it was this terrible thing and Nazis are bad, but we beat them, so it's okay. And, like, I, I don't know. It, yeah. just, it, it is really interesting. And especially, like you're saying, because it's black and white. And it does feel like this. Oh, it's 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 black and white. It's old. It doesn't connect to me. And then it goes to color and like people that were in that movie or that people that that movie is based on are still alive. And I was just like, yeah, man, that's that's heavy, too. Yeah. Yeah. When they're walking to Schindler's grave and they were like walking alongside the actor that like played them. Yeah. It all goes to color. Yeah. Yeah. It def it it when you finish it, it puts the reality of the story. You know what I mean? Like when it goes to color, and then it shows them like being old. Obviously, because it, it was a long time ago, and this was in 1993. Uh, it just makes it all real after that, and yeah, it really stops and makes makes you appreciate just. I don't know. It made me appreciate. I shouldn't put words in anyone else's mouth. It just really made me appreciate where I'm at. You know, the I, I can't yeah. imagine going through a struggle like that. I mean, even as even as uh, Oscar Schindler, like I don't I don't know if I'd have to risk like you know all of that my life and I I don't know if I'd have the guts to do that in the first place if I was put in that situation. You know. And it's like, yeah, I was just completely moved. It was, it was amazing, and it was, a, it was a really good movie, but I will definitely not watch it again because it hurt to watch. It was yeah, really for hurt. sure. <laughs> um, watching it a second time, I was even more, like I said, just it, it was much more impactful. And I think – and. I don't want to get too much into my personal life, but Derek, you know this. Like, I was a very emotionally closed-off person for a long time, yeah. um, and now that I'm not that way, this movie really, yeah, it really like floored me, and yeah. I just, I had this whole, and it, and I think it was really interesting to watch the close-up. Like, if you go, if you get into the 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 machine, as it were, the Schindler's working. Like, as long as everybody is kept happy, like there's nothing bad happening. And I'm like, if we could just apply that to things in general, I feel like life would be very, I don't know. I just, I, I took, they had a lot more takeaways this time than I yeah. expected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, 
I'm, I'm almost just... I'm seeing it for the first time. Okay, I will say I'm I'm sure I have a different look at it, look at it than than you did because you're able to see it a second time and kind of remember bits and pieces. But what, was there anything that just struck you, like any particular things from it that struck you differently from when the first time that you saw it, or is it just the entire story? Like, do you mind just explaining your experience seeing it again and just how how you felt about it? Yeah, um, I think, I don't know, I, I think the first time that I watched it, I really wasn't a big fan of, like, when stuff was in color in the black and white. I was like, that doesn't make any sense, but, like, you know, yeah, pretty dumb stuff to complain about at, about a movie that's so good. But, like, watching it a second time, it was, like, this kind of connecting thread to the movie of, like, oh, these are real people. This is a real person. And those were all, like, big moments for Oscar Schindler, and who was played brilliantly by Liam Neeson, by the way. Just amazing performance. I do want to say that. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I think uh, it was much more of a human story this time. It wasn't like, oh, it's it's Schindler's List, the movie everybody has to see once before they die. Like, I was like, I, I'm just watching it already knowing what's going to happen. And I think I was able to take away more. So while I don't encourage watching movies like this often, I do think people should watch it. Yeah, definitely once. I mean, to just understand the story, because to point out what you said previously, uh, when you hear about it in your history class or whatever, and I, and it may be due to just you being young and, and like, yeah, high school or whatever, depending on if you're in college, what cl- college class you take. I kind of, I, I mean, there's there's differences of how you age. You know, you grow up, you become more of an adult, your mentality changes. But even w- without that being said, uh, you, you don't get the fee- you don't get the gravity of the situation, I guess, on a personal level when you hear about it in history class, because this movie really tells the story of. I'm in a, in relative terms, a small group of people who went through this, you know, and you get that emotional ride that they go along, you know, and to specifically point out one moment, uh, there is a moment where a train is, uh, so Oscar Schindler has, you know, he's trying to save all these people and, they separate the women and the men on the trains and they're on different trains and they send the women accidentally to Auschwitz. And from not seeing the movie, you know, I'm thinking like, this is it. This is, uh, you know, this is it for like, you know, 500 of these people. And <laughs> when you get the, the water instead of the gas, or when the women get the water instead of the gas and they're like as surprised as you are, you <laughs> it's, you just get so connected to it and you get so, you get so pulled into the story that, you know, you breathe a sigh of relief just like they do. And there's so many points that I could go back to in this movie that I felt that way, you know, um, Near the end of the movie, when he's saying I could have saved more people, was a big one. 
Uh, and I, again, I could go over, you know, a bunch of them, but the fact of the matter is, it's, it's, it does such a good job at really personalizing the story. And I think you make a great point when you say that it doesn't, you know, in history class, it does, you don't get that feeling. And I think that's why it's, you know, was a popular movie at the time and obviously still is to this day uh, is because it's hard to reproduce that feeling. And this movie does an uh, amazing job of doing that. Uh, yeah, this just definitely blew me away. Uh, yeah. I'm going to... I, I want to take a second to ask you about how, how you felt about the... Again, it was a performance, but it was based on a real individual... Yeah. How did you feel about Ray Fiennes or Lord Voldemort, he, him playing the villain of the story? How did you feel about him? Yeah, it, I mean, it's such a good job, you know? And it, it's, all, it's almost weird because, like, if you know a little bit of the history, like, the, the bad guy, quote-unquote, isn't really the main bad guy. Like, the main bad guy is is all of the members of the Nazi party who are complicit in what's going on. You know, he's just, I feel like just as complicit as everybody else. So it's hard to even say he's like the main villain because I see it as, you know, it's everybody, it's everybody that's involved, but for, for, and I'm forgetting the guys, the guy's name in the movie uh, or the character's name. Uh, that's going to be a trope of this show that we just never we watched the movie right before and we're just never going to remember the characters' names. Uh, Listen, his, historical stuff, and and I'm I, I am guilty of this now because I do watch a lot of movies. Right, I'm like, I, and I just did it. Right, I'm like Lord Voldemort. So that's like what I do to associate people. <laughs> so if I don't remember their names, so if you guys hear that and you get upset, I apologize, but. I was born with a small brain and it has no <laughs> short-term memory, so I'm not going to remember this stuff. So the character in the movie, his name is Eamon, and I think they pronounce it as, as Girth or Geith, something like that. Girth. It's G-O-E-T-H. Yeah. That's the character in the movie. Um, and the actor's name is Ralph Phineas, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Uh, he pronounces it Ray Fiennes. Okay. Uh, I know it doesn't look like that, but that's <laughs> that's what he that's how he's been called in on yes. all the television I've seen, and he said that's correct. <laughs> yes, sidebar. How is that possible? It's an F. Is this my dumb American <laughs> intellect? Just is yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought it was <laughs> Ralph Fiennes for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Until I watched an interview and he was like talking about himself and he had he was telling a story about giving an introduction. He's like, hi, my name is Ray Fines." I was like, what? This those letters don't like Was I failed by the American education system twice? Yeah, I I don't know about that. And, OK, sure. I'm just a simple farm boy. <laughs> just a, I'm just a simple farm boy. Uh, yeah, but I thought he, that, I mean, the character was portrayed really well, you know, um, and in the story, he, well, he like, almost like falls in love with the maid who's a Jewish woman and it's, 
there's like some conflict there. Uh, and and I thought he did a good job in displaying, you know, that there is a human side to both sides, but one side is just wrong, you know, this is on the wrong side of history, but there's still, they still are human beings, you know? And it's like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, he, I, yes, I did feel like he did a super, super good job. Um, all the actors in this movie, again, I mean, we watched two, you know, multiple award-winning movies back-to-back from Braveheart to Schindler's List. And I think, speaking to this movie and to Braveheart as well, just what separates these movies from a lot of other ones that you just see generally um, is that there there isn't a single... If they're on screen, they're a good actor. If it's on the if it's if it it's on the tape if it's on the DVD if it's on the screen, uh, they do a great job at portraying whatever character they're trying to play. I I got that from Braveheart and I get that from this one too, um, and yeah, this character is definitely no exception. I was I was a big fan. What it, what about you? I was fascinated by a lot and I was I was texting my fiance about this like while I was watching the movie it's so interesting to watch because you watch like you were saying two sides of the same coin right there's Oscar Schindler who is in this position but he's not complicit right he's going through and he's trying to save as many lives as he can after kind of learning that this is something that's a lot darker than just political stuff yeah and then you've got Ray Fiennes, uh, Gaeth, Girth, however they pronounce it. Amon, um, yeah. Who's just, yeah, Amon, a little sadistic, who murders a lot of people and does a lot of really dark shit. And you watch Liam Neeson's character, Oscar Schindler, try to, like, push him towards being more humane. And then watching him go through and try to implement that stuff was just fascinating. Because, yeah, if you go through and treat somebody like, like a human being, they're going to go through and... A, probably perform, do a lot better at whatever it is they're trying to do. In this situation, I'm not saying that's a good thing, right? But I want everybody to yeah. stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it, was, it was fascinating to watch his interactions change. And also, like, visually, he stopped wearing his uniform at that point. He was wearing just the white shirt. It was really, it was really interesting to watch. Yeah, definitely it was. Do you, what, what's the... I, I don't know if I understood this. Maybe I'm missing it, or it's up for interpretation. What is the is the the little girl in the red shirt like? Is that supposed to be just interpreted by the audience, or I because I, I, I didn't I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's a girl in a red shirt, and I didn't really nothing else was explained about her particularly, so I didn't really think much of it, but. Is that supposed to be a thing? Are we supposed to interpret something from it? Did you get something from it? Well, it, it's for, for me, again, I'm just, I, I'm somebody who's watching it, a product and interpreting it. I'm not the person that made it, but like when I watched it, it was my way visually to connect. Okay. Those people at the beginning when they kind of evicted the ghettos and put everybody in camps. And then we saw that first glimpse of the little girl in the red coat. Later on, they exhume all those bodies of the people that died, and she's yeah. in there. So it was that callback for me that, like, oh, this is what those bodies are from, and this is how many of them died in that incident alone, and now they're just exhuming them and burning them. 
Yeah. Yeah, I I think, I mean, just uh, looking back at it now, um, would you agree that that was also, like, a big turning point for Oscar Schindler's character? Like, do you feel when he sees the body exhumed and the red shirt girl comes out? I mean, he does have that look on his face that's like, I got to fucking save everybody at this point. You know what I mean? I, I, man, maybe that's what it's supposed to mean, but just thinking about it now, that's kind of what I got. Yeah, I mean, I think, me personally, I do think that that was definitely like the catalyst, like the big thing, because before that, we have that scene with that woman who's like, hey, my parents are in this working camp. I hear that this is a safe haven for Jewish people. That they, my dad's a metal worker. He he is a value, you know. And he was like, I this is entrapment. If you work for the Nazi Party, I'm not going to admit anything. Like, get out of here. I don't do that. That's against the law. And then he makes that change happen. Gets him in the office. Realizes how easy it is. And then right after that, sees all these dead people and realizes, oh, these are Jewish people. This is what's next for my people. Then yeah, like you said, I've got to save everybody I can. Yeah. He was kind of half committed at that point, I would say. And then he's like, it doesn't matter what the cost is. I'm going to make it happen. I don't care if I have to lose all my fortunes. He had it all packed up in like suitcases. It was just, it was an interesting kind of montage to watch him do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it would be worthwhile to, I wrote up, you know, we do a write up every time we do a movie. Um, and I was looking for some, like, quotes and stuff, and I was looking for, uh, you know, just some things that would be of interest to the movie, but I didn't really put any in here in our notes, mostly because as I was watching it, I felt like the story should kind of speak for itself, and any controversy outside of that is, you know, it's a, a, little, a little bit irrelevant, though I did find something that was a little bit interesting um, I guess it was the first movie that was aired on TV that got the TVMA rating. So that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I put a little bit about the movie in the notes. Um, just, you know, financially where it's at, who, uh, who is produced and distributed by. Um, and then some of the awards. So it, has, it won multiple, multiple awards. Uh, it was also nominated for many as well. Um and uh yeah ryan if you want to pull it up and go over it uh i would be yeah i've I've got it pulled up yeah please so um looks like it was released december 13th 93 that makes sense because we went just went to 94 for our best picture that year based on the move on the novel schindler's arc by thomas keenley i don't know if i'm pronouncing that correctly uh directed by steven spielberg starring liam neeson ben kingsley Ralph Fiennes or Ray Fiennes, however the dialect allows it to be pronounced. Uh, <laughs> Caroline Goodall. <laughs> you like that cop out I have? Say all of it wrong. Love it. Um, Jonathan Segal and Embeth Davids. Uh, it was produced by Amblin Entertainment, com- or Entertainment, same company that financed or Spielberg owns, right? He uh, helped finance, obviously, ET's other productions. Distributed by Universal. Budget twenty two million. Um, is this at the time, right? 
Yeah, this is all uh, in 1993's numbers. So I didn't do the adjustment for inflation, um, but the box office, I think, tells a pretty good story about how much it's made. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, budget was $22 million. Uh, box office earnings was $321 million. So obviously more than 10 times uh, earned back its budget. Yeah. So definitely worth it as far as a financial perspective. And I feel like these numbers don't, you know, I don't know if it's accurate to like how much stuff has been sold uh, sold since then, Blu-ray, stuff like that. Because I know they've upskilled some of it for Blu-ray and like 4K. But... Yeah, I'm sure it's well beyond that at this point in time. Um, but box office from, I, I guess I've never, this is never a question that I've researched, but that's only... It's only from the movies, right? Is that a stupid question to ask when you have a movie podcast? Box office is only the no, movies, like ticket sales. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just the box office is like while it's in theaters. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Now, now I might be wrong on that. And if anybody listens to this and <laughs> discovers and knows and decides that we are wrong, feel free to tell us. But I'm pretty sure it's just box office is like when it's in theaters. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, as far as what it what it won Academy Award wise, it obviously won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay because it was adapted from that book, Best Original Score by John Williams, who has won tons of stuff. He obviously did Star Wars and uh, Indiana Jones. We've got Best Film Editing, Best Cinematography, Best Art Direction. Those are all the ones it was. Uh, that it won. It was also nominated for Best Actor for Liam Neeson, Best Supporting Actor, Ray Fiennes, Sound, Makeup, Costume Design. Those are all the Academy Awards. And then it won a bunch of other stuff for the BAFTA Awards. But uh, yeah, like like Derek yeah. was saying, heavily nominated, yeah. heavily winning film. And the reason for it is because every time you're looking at the screen, you're looking at quality. There's never yeah. a scene where I'm like, oh, that shouldn't be in the movie. Even though a lot of this film is just long shots establishing how many Jewish people interacted with Oscar Schindler. Like, I don't think any of that should have been removed. Definitely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's just, just all quality stuff. Uh, the awards definitely speak for themselves. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it's deserved for sure. All the nominations and awards. Uh, I, I mean, especially Liam Neeson's character. And to point to the specific scene that I was talking about earlier, man, when they're at the end of the movie and the war pretty much ends. Okay, so he's had all these Jewish people working in the factory. Um, and then the war is supposed to end. So uh, Oscar Schindler is, he has to flee because he's a member of the Nazi party and utilizing slave labor so he's you know obviously that's not a good thing if you look at it just on paper uh but as he's about to leave he just breaks down and he's basically saying you know how many more people he could have saved with you know either selling like his car or like a little pin that that was worth one one person or 10 people or whatever and I think that scene alone, the whole movie, he does a great job. But that scene, man, it just really shows 
how good of an actor he really is. And this is from a guy who, like, I think I've pretty much only seen him in Batman Begins and Taken. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I can't think of, I can't think of, like, that many more movies that I've seen him in. I, unless I'm just not remembering, but again, it wouldn't be a, if it's not that memorable, it's probably not that famous a movie. But yeah, Batman Begins and Taken are like what I remember him from. Uh, and a lot because Batman Begins is, I really like that movie a lot. It's one of my favorites. But even so, you think of him, or I shouldn't say you, I thought of him as this action movie guy. Um, and I liked him in those movies, but yeah, this one was just definitely on another level and that scene in particular man i looked at like i watch all these movies with my girlfriend and i looked at her and she's just welling up with tears and yeah i was i was doing the same because it was such an emotional scene so so heartbreaking because it's like all that work and he's still yeah, I don't know. What you, what'd you think about it? Did it move you as much as it moved me, Ryan? I'm sure it did. That's probably a stupid question to ask, but... It for sure did. I, I ugly cried. <laughs> I was... Ugly. It, I, there were no tears welling up, man. They were running free <laughs> on my face. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really powerful. I think... And again, watching it, I had I just was able to observe it from a different perspective this time. I thought it was very interesting that like they told him what they wrote on the ring. It was like I think it the it was in Hebrew. It was like save one life, save the world. Is yeah, what he said. Yeah, from yeah, and then so he realized from the Talmud. I actually don't know what that is. Uh, is it a quote from the Talmud? Uh, the Book of Jewish Law. Okay, yes, there's a uh-huh. quote from the Talmud uh, on the ring. Yeah. It says, the Talmud is the book of Jewish law, is one of the most challenging religious, religious texts in the world, but is being read in ever larger numbers, probably thanks to digital. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, okay. anyways. So yeah, so they so they tell him that that's what it says. We'll save one, save one life, save the world, and then like he looks around at all these people, all these lives that he's saved, and he just drops the ring. And I was like, that's so like fascinating as far as like a direction, because they have to go through and and at the end of the day, the director has to, has to sign off on how a scene goes. So mm-hmm. if he drops it, and they kept it in, and I just thought it was so interesting because he and he like immediately drops to the ground. He's just like. like this is such a rare thing that I have a rare representation of like these people that I've had the pleasure of like being able to help live or, you know, whatever was going through his mind at that point. I just thought it was a really powerful scene from that perspective, as well as, Oh, I could have done more 10 people to whatever, you know, like, like you're saying, but the ring part was really interesting to me this time. Yeah. Almost like he was like shaking and couldn't hold it just for like the emotions that he's being over. Like, how overwhelmed he was, you know? And we kind of, I mean, as an audience member, I was overwhelmed too. And when he dropped it, I had like a, I had like a little mini, like, oh no. But, and then he like scrambles to, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely agree with what you're saying about the ring situation. Cause, uh, yeah, it adds a little something different to what you think of like a classic, I don't know, the ending of a movie, you know? Um, him like dropping it just makes him even more human and 
I interpreted it as he was like so nervous <laughs> that he couldn't either nervous or like overwhelmed with emotions that he just like couldn't hold it straight. And yeah. And then after that, everyone is like hugging him, you know, like all these people come to hug him and uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that whole scene in particular was just, is very, very moving. It was, it, I mean, yeah. it's cool to see it, the ending of it and cool to see, you know, it come to a conclusion but him saying, you know, it could have been more. It's like, you're right. There could have been more, but you did more than anyone or most people could have done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's I, I do love it as a film. Like I said, I don't want to rewatch it. We've talked about that. I think the main takeaway is it's just sad that like something like this has happened in our history and it has to be like told so we don't forget about it. Yeah. I don't know. That was, that was like one of my takeaways, but yes, like you were saying at the beginning on a more positive note, I am a hundred percent more grateful for everything I have in my life. Yeah. I did text also not my whole family. Some of them are obviously out and about in the world. I, I, I have a diff, diff, different family situation <laughs> there, um, but yeah, most all of them I told, I was like, Hey, I love you, and I know 2020 was a crazy year, and 2021 is also kind of crazy, but I do love you, and I'm grateful for you. Yeah, and it doesn't compare, really, to these years. Yeah, <laughs> That's, exactly. That was the biggest thing, is it, man, it puts so much in perspective. The biggest, biggest takeaway for me, for sure, was that the struggles in my own personal life, no matter what, I'm still going to be struggling with them. I'm still going to be dealing with stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, I get to be in a place like what, secure shelter, food and my family. And I don't have to worry about being persecuted. Don't have to, I, you know, I have my freedom and that is so easy to be taken for granted. Because it's just there from, I mean, if you're, if you're in America or, I mean, Canada or many European countries, or, you know, Japan, there's, I could name a bunch of countries, but I'm not going to. Uh, if you're in a civilized society, you have those freedoms that are, that are given to you. And when you're given something at birth, and it's kind of like not really talked about a lot, it's easy to take that for granted. And just the freedom to be able to, you know, do pretty much whatever you want, practice whatever you want, whatever religion or say whatever you want, you know, that's, that is a liberty that the majority of humankind has not been afforded. We're in a very lucky time. Uh, and it has made me so much more grateful of those things. And I think it would be wise for all of us to think about that the next time we're bickering about one thing or another. Uh, just that perspective really, really is important. Yeah, that's that's my whole spiel, and that's my takeaway from it. Derek, that was great. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I yeah. Listen, man, I'm I'm gonna say this when we talked about this venture. 
this this idea to bring together a remarkable group of people and call them the Avengers. No. <laughs> but like when we when we talked about this, I was really excited because any any movie that you look at, for the most part, if you look really hard, there's a life lesson or something that you can take away to make yourself better. And yeah. I have been looking for a way to start having that conversation with people. So yeah. I'm very excited that we're watching all these movies that are giving us positive takeaways in our lives. Definitely. 100% agree. One thing I will say, though, that we need to not do for this next movie is we need to not watch, watch something, something different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because this one uh, definitely hit the feels. And I'm, I mean, I'm all for watching movies that are like this, where it depicts something in history, but... It's going to have to be a couple weeks from now. <laughs> got to. Yeah, I need something <laughs> good. I know you were talking about you're you're hyping up uh Moneyball. I can yeah. definitely go through and get that watched and that can be our next viewing uh if you would like. Yeah, that's completely up to you. I've already seen I just watched it last week. Mostly because I just I had I had on my watch list for a while and I was like, "Eh, when should I watch it?" and then I just randomly did. Uh, and, it, and it was really good. So, yeah, if that's what you want to do, I'm all for that. Heck yeah, man. Let's do it. Um, uh, I do. We got to rate this movie oh, yeah, before just, we're done. Just about to say that. You know what? Great minds think on the same, the same page. <laughs> we complete each other's sandwiches, man. It's a real phenomenon. <laughs> it's a real phenomenon. Uh, yeah. So, what do we. What do we. Uh, what what's the rating system? First of all, I don't know what you. I don't know what it was last week. It was like some golden. Something. I, it was something. It was something trivial. It was like golden. <laughs> the cl- the clacky thing. Clackers. Yeah, is that what yeah I think, think it was the golden, golden clackers. clackers. Yeah. What do we say out of five? I think is I just arbitrary. Now I feel bad that I just arbitrarily assigned a rating system to this. No, we can have a different rating system each time. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll <laughs> let you pick the rating system this time, okay. and then out I'll of- rank. Out of ten, uh, man, I don't know what's appropriate. Out of ten, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, skip out of ten. I can't think of it. Why dwell on it? Out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. I'd have to, I'd have to go with nine out of ten. Um, the only reason I do not give it a ten. Uh, it's because, and, and I know this is, we just talked about it. It's not always a bad thing, but in this particular one, rewatchability is not super high for me, obviously. And it is pretty long. So those two combined, put it down a little bit from perfection for me. Okay. I give it a 10. I think the reason that you, you don't want to rewatch it again proves the point of how powerful the story is. That's 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 my true. take on it. You're 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 speaking facts, man. You know what? <laughs> stop the stop the presses. Let everybody know. I have overturned my decision of nine. And you're right. It is it is a ten out of ten film. It's just a ten out of ten film that you only watch once and then you know why it's a ten out of ten film. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, it's just that man too too many good things to say about it and i feel like we've already said most of them uh on our arbitrary rating scale next week it's going to change i don't know next week it's going to be 
out of seven or out of 15 or who the heck knows what it's going to be. Uh, just going to find yeah. some random object generator and we'll just rank it on that. Out of 10 MasterCard credit cards, starting with the number. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Arbitrary rating is fine. Uh, I think it still gives us a good idea because if we see a crappy movie, we can rate it out of 100 and give it a 1. <laughs> that's, just, that's just how exactly. it's got to go. Uh, so Moneyball next week. Um, if we have this aired by the time... Well, today's Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh uh, if you if it's aired by the time we meet again next before we meet again next week, you can watch it with us. Uh, if we don't have it aired and you're listening to this in the future, just know that it's because we're lazy and there's no other excuse. But that's yeah. okay. I mean, eventually, eventually we'll get to a point where we're like, hey, we came out with this episode, and then halfway through between our next episode coming out. We'll just tell people what we're watching and hopefully give you guys enough time. But that's not where we're at yet. Right now, we're at the point of watch it right before we meet each other and talk about it. Yeah, that's where we're at. And I think that's okay. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Uh, exactly. and, this is where, and this is where we're starting. Ryan, always a pleasure. I really appreciated our conversation today because I'm glad we felt the same about a lot of stuff and some titillating conversation, as they might say, about a film. Yes, about a, very, about very a, good. About the cinema. Good talks. <laughs> the cinema. Uh, <laughs> oh, the cinema. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. If you did, uh, and Moneyball will be the next topic of conversation. So, we'll, we're excited to speak to you about that. Speak to each other about that. Um, and that's it, folks. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, guys. See you next time.